I'm Jake. And I'm John. And this is Canine Critique. Welcome back to Canine Critique. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, two guys with lukewarm opinions on dogs watch dog movies. So you don't have to. And it's 2020, 2020. baby. Wow. Yeah, I don't have, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't have 2020 vision. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Everyone kept sharing that. Like, Everyone's like, <laughs> this is literally the last day you can use this. This is the last month. This is the last week. This is the last day. On the day, everyone's like, ooh, I can see now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. If you're one of those people and you're listening to this, I probably downvoted you in yeah. my brain because there's not a dislike button on Facebook. Yeah, if only there was. But it's been a week, uh, two week. Well, it's yeah. been a while for us because we've yeah. kind of backlogged some things. But Yeah, for it. We took a, we took a break last week, but now we're back in yeah. 2020. Wow. 2020. And it's our 20th episode. Heck yeah. Well, John, how's your holiday season? Is it really our 20th episode? Yeah. Wow. 2020-20. It's our 2020 special, John. Perfect. Two decades. Anyway, how was your holiday season? Um, good. Did you do anything just crazy exciting? I flew to South Carolina where my family lives and we had Christmas, I had Christmas there with them. So that was really fun. Oh, maybe. Oh my gosh. Maybe I should turn off the TV. <laughs> no, don't add me to the Xbox party, please. Now everyone knows you're an Xbox gamer. Well, now they know. Xbox is the superior race. Master race. Did you see the new Xbox? The X series? Yeah, it looks like a PC. Is that what you said that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just because we were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about that. I don't understand. I was trying to find out like specs on it the other day. Anyway... Apparently the controller's a bit smaller. Huh. Which I'm, I kind of, I like. When I was a kid, I went, I was swimming with my family at the local water park, and there's a lazy river there, right? And yeah. it was always like our thing to find money in the river. Like the lazy river? Yeah. Like a lazy river type deal? Yeah. They would, they would just like, because people, I don't know why, I'd never have comprehended why some kid would put like a $5 bill in like their swimsuit. And then go swimming with that money just in their pocket. Wow. But people are idiots. And I got some goggles. And me and my friends were swimming in the lazy river looking for money. And we come out from where under where it's dark because like this bridge that walks over it. And I remember just like looking and there's like, like this $20 bill that unfurls in front of my eyes in this <laughs> water. And I reach over and I grabbed it. And then it disintegrated. And I stood up. And that, that same day, one of my friends found a $10 bill. And my other friend found a $5 bill. Wow. And I step out and I got this 20 They were like, what? Oh, man. Because, like, you know, you're in elementary school. A $20 bill can go a long way. That's true. Now Thank it just you. feels like $5. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, oh, boy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I got a $20 bill, I think. Well, that was like two hours of work. I literally, <laughs> I lost my wallet on an airplane this last week. It's been the worst thing in the world to replace all this stuff in there. But I had a $20 bill, and I initially was like, it's just $20, whatever. Now I'm like, I wish I had that 20 And I'm also like, my sister gave me that $20 bill to go buy like a comic book or something for Christmas, and then I yeah. lost it. So. Sorry, Libby, my sister. Still would have gone straight to the trash anyway. 
What? I'm just messing around. <laughs> anyway, there's a reason I brought up this random yes. story. So with that $20 bill that smelled like chlorine, I remember I put it in my wallet. Oh, I had like, you know, you know, all kids have like those Velcro wallets. Oh, yeah? You just put the wet bill in your wallet? Well, like, I like hung it up to dry in my bedroom. Oh, okay. I you see. know, as kids do. And I stuck it in my wallet and just for weeks, I was like, I don't know what to get with this $20 bill. <laughs> but like, I, we went to GameStop. Yeah? And there was this really cool... Like extra long, it was like a thirteen foot corded. That was a pretty. That's controller? pretty long. Uh, GameCube controller. <laughs> that was a little smaller. It had like these rubberized grips, and it was red. Wow. And I loved, I loved it. And it it was nineteen ninety nine. That's perfect. So I whip out my twenty, and mom covered the tax, and I slapped it down, and got this controller. And the reason why that reminded me is because it was, I, it was a little smaller. I mentioned that it was, it was a little smaller. And I still have no idea what happened to that controller. Honestly, with most of the stuff that I remember getting as a kid, I just imagine my older brothers just sold it to their friends. Oh, yeah? Because they're they're just idiots. Like, my ancient Miu card that I got from the Pokemon movie. <laughs> yeah. I remember so vividly. This is my memory. My little five-year-old memory. My older brother. I'm not going to say his name. Just kidding. Alan. <laughs> Alan... This, this is the story is I was told. Is your sibling sizzle? Yeah, this is my soft sibling sizzle. I'm throwing Alan under the bus right now. Suck it, Alan. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> I haven't forgot. <laughs> and so, uh, there I am. I got this ancient Miu, and freaking, I just love that card. It was still in its little case, and it's still in that little plastic that you get from the theater. Yeah. And, oh man. Just walking out of the theater and them handing you some Pokemon cards is, was the dream. And then, like, a year later, year or two later, you walked out and they gave you that Entei, that promo Entei. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. Anyway. I just know it was replicated with Detective Pikachu. I know. I, I literally started crying. I was there. Yeah, you were there. Anyway, uh, when I was looking for my card one day and I, I found out through my detective skills that my older brother, Alan, sold it for five dollars to some friend in the neighborhood yeah and that was a story i remember being told when i was five years old i didn't misplace it because that was when that was my prized possession oh yeah so he stole it and sold it he stole it and sold it for five bucks and he had his own so i was like i'll just take his and he was like no it's mine and i guess that was a good enough argument for me yeah (laughs) a little five-year-old jake but alan's i hate you for that but he's made up for it he, he's made up for it. I don't hate Alan for that anymore. He's given me some pretty cool Pokemon cards since then. But I will never forget. I won't. <laughs> I have a couple stories. Um, one time when I was in elementary school. When you're in elementary school, you get Pokemon cards, but no one plays it because no one learns the rules. I bet you probably learned the rules, though. No, I didn't learn until I was in junior high. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in third grade, we had a bunch of cards, and I had like a Deoxys or something, which was like the new Pokemon uh, at the time. Oh, yeah, Deoxys. And I made a trash trade. No. I think. And. Oh, no, no, no. This kid was like. Because we used to do like one, two, three, no trade backs. Like that was the thing. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Holy crap. And no, so, no, no, that's just like when, when you're at the drinking fountain, just like slurping and someone behind you. One, two, you're through. Three, four, out the door. Out of my way. And they start drinking it too. Okay. Am I the only one? No, you are. <laughs> Dang it. Um, 
But I had, this kid's like, I'll give you a Mew if you give me that Deoxys. I'm like, sure. I handed him the Deoxys and went, one, two, three, no Mew, and then ran off with my Deoxys. No way. What the freak? And then I told the teacher, who got mad at both of us and took both of our cards till the end of the day. Did you get your card back? I think I did eventually. I had a a deck. I'm not a deck, just a stack of cards. Yeah, because back then, I remember we'd play it like all of our cards would be face down in our hand. And then we just flip off the top card, and whichever one is the better card, you just won. Yeah. And you like took the other person's cards. I was gonna say as well, when I was a kid, like the N sixty four, it was in that time. I feel like it took a while for the GameCube to come out. Like the N sixty four dominated like probably the first five years of the two thousands or something. I don't know the years. Either way, a GameCube was not easily accessible to me. But we, me and my cousins, used to play Smash and. Um, Ocarina of Time on the N64. One time for Thanksgiving, though, we had, like, Cranberry Sprite Punch. Not, like, Orange Sprite Cranberry. Not that. Do you remember Sprite Remix? No. Oh. Either way, we mixed Cranberry cranberry Juice and Sprite together at my grandma's house for Thanksgiving. And one time, we had a tussle over the video games and dumped um, this cra- Sprite Cranberry all over this controller. And to this day, my grandma still has the controller. The buttons do not push in because it's just like it's <laughs> was sticky and solidified the Nintendo controller. Oh my that weird. Yeah. Who thought that N64 controller was a good idea? Uh, it's dude, like, dude, I like don't an know. alien. I don't know, dude. That that reminded me of another Pokemon story I had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was playing Pokemon with a good friend, Isaac Loveland. Shout out to Isaac Loveland. Heck yeah. D- dropping last names. He's now. actually Who my cares? roommate, so we should hang out more. Yeah, you should. Respond to one of my texts, Isaac. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in like three months, but I'll, I'm still saying he's a good friend. I love him to death. Anyway, we were play, I was playing Pokemon with him, and this at this point, him and I, we knew the rules. It wasn't like flipping over the cards. Was this like a couple years ago? This was just a few years back, yeah. Is this and a Michigan memory? This is a Michigan memory, yeah. Okay. And we are playing Pokemon, and I wasted him, right? And I don't know what kind of rules he oh. played with growing up. But at the end, he just was like, ah, oh, like, good job, like, you beat me. And he took the top card off his deck, and he just tossed it to me. And I was like, <laughs> Like, you won his card? Like, I won, and it's like, whatever the top card of his deck was, it was mine. And I was like, you, like, what's going on? You good, bro? And he was like, you, well, you beat me, so you get my card. I was like, no, we're not, that's not how Pokemon works, dude. <laughs> that's funny. The, my prize cards are my own cards. And he was like, no, like, take it, like, I don't know. I guess for him, that like he grew up, pro- obviously in the hood of Pokemon card. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play Pokemon. This is the last Pokemon story. <laughs> I used to play Pokemon with a kid named Nicholas Denhalter. If you ever hear this, shout out to Nicholas Denhalter. But he had like, he had found on just the street like a. It wasn't Charles Barkley, but it was a it was a basketball player. It was like a basketball card. <laughs> he put it in his Pokemon and card. And if deck. he was losing, he would <laughs> pull it out front of the table, put it on his deck. Flip it and be like, I win. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty funny. Wow. Um, in case, in ca- anyway, if you're listening and you're thinking, what the crap does this have to do with dogs? We're getting to that. Um, there are dog Pokemon. <laughs> there are dog Pokemon. Lily Pup. I've Googled. What'd you Google? John? Oh, dear. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I Googled dog news. There's one that I won't read out loud, though, because it's very horrific. Don't me to read it out loud? I'll read it out Okay, line. the middle one. The Just middle read one? the headline. It's awful. Oh, no, I'm not reading that. <laughs> I guess no, I have a... to. We have to. We uh, talked about it. 
No, it's sad. It, it deals with animal abuse, and I don't, I don't really want. Yeah, to we're not it. for that. Yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh. There was a guy charged for stabbing a dog, though. No, that, stop, stop hurting dogs. That's not the the news, though. Yeah. Florida vet revived dog whose heart stopped after animal attack. Well, what kind of animal attacked the dog? Let's find out. Fox News. <laughs> was it a fox? You know, you know, people might think it was a, not even a dog if it was a fox. You know, if it was oh, fox. oh, oh, hurdy her. Reference to Telgo, the movie we just watched. Oh, Florida veterinarians, great. Oh, great. A team of Florida veterinarians was able to revive a one-year-old French bulldog after its heart stopped. After its heart stopped following a Christmas Eve attack. Christmas Eve attack? Was it a reindeer that attacked him? Gerald Ford. What? Does Gerald Ford have to do with this? There's a guy named Gerald Ford. Oh no. Okay. That that's a problem with news now. Is it's like you get thirty pictures, and in between all the pictures, yeah. it's like I'll eventually get to the story, but you have to keep scrolling. That's just what these are now. It used to be subscription based, so they didn't have to rely on Ugh. like fluff pieces that are you, you just you paid your money and you got yeah. just straight up an article. But now it's like you know what ads and weird if, things to make if the you news click. were just a newspaper. Like, if we threw it back to newspaper on the website, I think I'd have a lot more fun reading it. Say that one more time, sorry. Like, if it was a newspaper format. Oh, yeah. Because there's not a bunch of pop-ups on newspapers. Sure, there's ads. Well, sure, in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, my gosh. Can't you imagine Harry Potter, like, in 2020, their newspapers are just, like, just ads? Can you imagine, like, that muggle-born kid who shows up? And he's just like, there's people like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, those are just gifts, but on newspapers. <laughs> Can you imagine he shows up? Just like a classic millennial shows up to school. He's like, what's the Wi-Fi password here? And Dumbledore's like, there's magic all over the place. It wouldn't be Dumbledore. Spoiler, he died. It, McGon- Who becomes the headmaster? I think it's McGonagall. Yeah, I don't know. She's like, there's magic all around. Turns into a cat. Turns, there's magic all around. You don't need Wi-Fi. It's he's like, like, um, I'm going to go back to high school. I kind of do. My... <laughs> I'm going to go back to high school. Can you, oh, I read a post about Harry Potter, too, that I thought was funny. I was like, the muggle-born kid shows up to school, and he's got, like, a pen. Just, like, a ballpoint pen, oh, yeah. and everybody else is using see these quills looking at him. He just is writing just fine, and they're like, well, what's up, you guys? That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. There's a... There's a what, other, what other muggle gadgets would, would you bring to Hogwarts, John? Just comics. <laughs> just comics. Like, we have tomes full of magic. You could read the tales of Beetle the Bard. And I'm like, and you're like, no, yeah. uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange, he's kind of a magician too. <laughs> Can you make the winds of Watum? The crimson bands of Cytorak? <laughs> oh my gosh, John. Those are those are real. Like you see five, him in Endgame. Like five. No, minutes. not Endgame. Um, Infinity War. He uses him on Thanos. Oh, yeah. Like that red whip. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. in bands of Cytorak. I was going to say, like five minutes ago, we talked about how we're supposed to talk about dogs in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Go on with your dog story. And we even saw a good movie, so yeah. this is weird. Anyways, it it doesn't tell what attacked him. Just cuts in. It, the dog turned back up home with cuts and bite marks all over. And then I guess his heart stopped, but they fixed <sighs> it. Great. And that's our dog news. Dog news. Um, <sighs> Do you have a dog story? So it's kind of, yeah, I guess it's kind of a dog story. Dog stories never... Boring. Welcome. I don't think we've said that recently. Yeah, That's the, the title of this segment. You're right. If you're tuning into this podcast for the first time ever, welcome. <sighs> Dog story's never boring. Here we go. Yes. So, growing up in the house I did, we 
well, I grew up in a house, and then we lived in an apartment for a few months, and we called those the dark days. Oh, I had a similar apartment dark days experience where everyone got pink eye. <laughs> anyway, oh, keep going. so post dark days. Uh, I don't know, I just grew up. We didn't, we didn't have times. animals. The only animal I remember, like, vividly seeing growing up, because I guess when I was really, really little, we had a family dog that died tragically. Oh. At least that's what my brother told me. Bummer. My, here's what my parents told me, that the dog ran away. My brother told me that the dog ran away and got hit by a car and they had to scrape it off the road. <laughs> is that Alan again? No, that was Taylor. Pretty much every trash story from my childhood is Taylor making things up. Or he's saving you from a dog on a scooter or something. Well, no, that was real. Not that a dog was on a scooter, but... I feel like I've mentioned Taylor more on this podcast than... I mean, then Milo. <laughs> except, except Michael's the only one that's shown up on the podcast. Yeah, Michael's the only one that's made an appearance. <laughs> Anyways. Might as well say Russell's name, too. That's all my brothers. <laughs> I've already mentioned him. Michael anyway. underscore Nielsen at Instagram. Hit Michael underscore 13. Oh, there you go. At, uh, on Instagram. Give him a follow. Yep. <laughs> drop some comments and just, just like dog emojis in the comments. He'll have no yeah, idea. Yeah, drop him some on. barks. Compliments of canine critique. He won't know, but like, what's all these dog emojis Just hashtag doing? drop a bark. Hashtag drop a bark. That's good. I like that. Anyway, uh, I just grew up without any animals in the house. Yeah. Except for our beta fishes that we had. My little brother got a beta fish named Ted. I'm not going to go through all the through his full name. It was a long name. It's not like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Brain. What you going to do when I come for you, Bruce yeah. Wayne, Bruce Wayne? Not him. No, it, it, was, it was long like that. But it was like Ted, Buzz Lightyear, like all kinds of things. Yeah. But Ted after Keanu Reeves. Is Keanu Reeves in Bill and Ted? Oh, Bill and Ted. I thought you were talking about the movie Ted. With oh, no, Seth this McFarlane. was ages ago. And then uh, I we got a fish named Zuko. Anyways, this is me talking about stupid things. Fast forward to New Year's Eve, and my brother's there with his new dog, Natiri. Oh, yeah. I think we mentioned it, too. So we're just chilling. Mine are business. I was like, wow, I have never met his dog, Natiri, before. I just knew they got a dog, Natiri. I've never met anyone who cares enough about Avatar to name anything after anyone in that movie. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, you have. And Natiri, I think that's a, that's a dope name for a dog, I think. It's better than Max. Shadow. <laughs> there. Oh, my gosh. There's so many dogs named Max. Or Buddy. Buddy. Ugh. And if it, if it's, like I said, if it's a black dog, it's it's always like Shadow. It's like Shadow. I had a friend with a dog named Socks. I think that's a pretty good one. Socks? Anyways, continue. I always name my my horse Socks in Minecraft. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But yeah in, I always look in, for one that's got Socks and I name it Socks. In Breath of the Wild, do you? you no, in socks? Breath of the Wild, I named my horse Chicago after my Chicago horse story. I told you that, John. No. Where I was at scout camp and the the. Story from another time. Okay. Drop me some barks if you want to hear the Chicago story. Yeah. Anyway, it was just really, really weird for me seeing a dog in my house. Like, in the house. Oh, yeah? Just, like, walking around, hanging out. It was so weird and baffling. I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. Just, like, this uncomfortable, like, why is this happening? But my mom was totally chill with it, which made it even weirder for me. It almost felt like a dream. But anyway, we have a Mortal Kombat arcade station in our basement. Oh, yeah? And Alan went to go play that. And as he went to go play, he just, like, hand, like flumps Natiri into my arms. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go play just to watch the dog. And I was like, I don't know what to do. It, 
I wouldn't know. It was just a really weird moment for me. And then Natiri got up and ran away to Alan. I didn't do a good enough job watching Natiri. Oh. <sighs> anyway, that's my dog story. One time, me, me and a couple of friends went to go help another friend whose parents owned, like, goats. Like, so many goats. And it sucked. We had to go into the goat pen, and there was just goat poop all over. And I didn't want to touch any animals ever. Because goats are a lot like dogs, but probably stupider. And they have weird eyes. This family also let the baby goats like run around the house, like weird. But they wow, they just made me hold a baby goat, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I just held it like out, like Simba, but like more pitiful than than that yeah. monkey, <laughs> Rafiki. And so I'm just like, oof. <laughs> that's not my story though. Here's my story. Yeah, no, that's a goat story. You always pull out cat stories. Um. Anyways, is this a cat story? No, I do have one. You hesitated. This, this is a week. Uh, this this week I have a. An interesting story. But this... No, my dog story is... Remember Nintendogs? Yeah, of course. So, for those who don't know, who aren't into dogs or video games, there was a video game once called Nintendogs, and it was on your Nintendo DS, and at the beginning of the game... But there were, it was kind of like Pokemon. There was like Chihuahua Edition, Dalmatian Edition. I had Dalmatian Edition myself. I had, I had just the original one with the dachshund on the cover. Yeah. But what was cool about this game was your dog never grew up. It just stayed as a puppy. Yeah. So I think I had a, a husky. I think I started with a husky. Dang. I loved it. I can't remember its name. I got another husky that was a girl. I loved her too. My brother had got a husky. He named his Farrier. Sorry, go on. That's weird. <laughs> I eventually got a Shih Tzu named Rocky. I named him Rocky after Rocky Balboa. Nice. I love this dog, but I sucked at the game for some reason and I was low on money. And you get money through doing dog shows, but I was bad at dog shows. Because I didn't... Because the touchscreen for a kid... The, the Nintendo DS touchscreen was not always the best. As well, well as the microphone. Especially if you're an idiot kid who like slams on their touchscreen. That maybe wasn't me. I don't know, though. I don't know. Sounds like it was you, John. Maybe I was using a dull pencil. <laughs> you ever result to that? No, result never. To that? Because I, I was too self-conscious about my touchscreen because, you know, you could calibrate your screen. One time as a right. joke, my idiot brother calibrated it wrong. So for the longest time, there's a part of my screen that just like was... Over to the left. That's pretty funny, actually. So I spent, I spent like three hours one day calibrating my screen. I finally got it to work. But, oh my gosh, I hate Michael for that. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. <laughs> Anyways. I, you, can, you can put your dog up for adoption, and I thought it would give me money. So I was like, and I thought you could buy it back. No, so no. I got rid of Rocky. No. Thinking I'd get money, got no money, and I couldn't buy Rocky. I, and I was... It, I was also really... I don't remember the t- how old. It's almost like when you accidentally erase your town in Animal Crossing. Yeah, probably sucks. I've never played it, but I remember being very emotionally compromised. And then one time, my mom like sent me to my room or something, and it was like probably a bunch of just dumb like eight year old stresses really hit me at the moment, and I'm just like bawling. And my mom's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I sold my dog, and I can't get it back." <laughs> my mom's like, "She's so good. She's just like." Well, maybe there's a way. I ended up buying another one, and I might have named it another Rocky thing. Two. No, nah, it was a girl Shih Tzu, and oh. it was like a blonde one. The the one I Rocky was like a black haired. Okay. And that's my dog story. <laughs> that is such an emotional dog story. I named my my first Dalmatian in the Dalmatian edition. I named him Roger. Oh, like um. Like hundred one Dalmatians. Yeah. Um, I should I should have named him Lucky, but I'm an idiot, so. Pongo, that's one of them. Pongo. And, um, 
But there's a point wow. in that movie. Because one time for a school dance, I went, me and this girl, we dressed up as Roger and Anita from... Um, Did anybody at the dance recognize you guys? We look pretty good. I can pull up a picture. I'll show you later. I'll show you the picture Did later. Did anybody in the dance be like, no, oh, you well, guys... Well, she's carrying the- a little Dalmatian, so I think that helped. I don't think it helped. Either way. What were you doing, John? You just wanted an excuse to wear a cravat. I know you. No, he doesn't wear a cravat. Oh, okay. I, I, I just wore a vest, and I had this, like, shirt that I'd use for, like, set construction for um, theater. Then I wore it. I, we looked pretty good, and we took a picture of me, like, at a piano and whatever, and she was, like, sitting next, like, oh, it was a pretty good picture. I'll show you the picture later. Okay. Either way. Who's this girl now? Is she married? She's married, and she lives in South Carolina, unrelated to my family moving there or anything. Wow. Dang it, John. If you're single and you're listening to this, stop, stop. This is not to show how lonely and, and abandoned and soul-crushingly sad my life is. I'm just kidding. The point of the story was, we watched 101 Dalmatians. This is the last time I watched it. There's just this point where she's casually like, I can't even remember, but it's this quote that's stuck in my mind. Anita's like, oh, Rog, you're such an idiot. It's like that became like, she would tell, this girl would like, tell me that. Just apropos of nothing. We never, like, dated. We just went on to that one dance. Uh, did, did anybody in the dance recognize you guys? I don't... Just tell me I no. don't think so. I we also had to do it for the day date with, like, the whole group. We had to do, like, a cake decorating thing. And we... Can't remember what we did. I remember we had Rice Krispie Treats as bones or something. Because it was supposed to relate to our, our thing. I think we just made a cake that was spotted like a Dalmatian. Interesting. Well, well, well. Anyways, here we are. Okay, this last story real quick. Wait, no, is this about cats? Yes. John! Yeah, no, it's... Okay. I should have just not told you that, about cats at all. I was... As I was with my family this weekend, I was I was talking to my parents, but it was like... What, you ever, like... You chat with your parents, but you're not, like... Like, they're, they're in their bedroom, but I'm just in the doorway. It's the only one that happens to me. Oh, you're just, like, leaning against the doorway, and they're just, like, talking to you, and you're yeah. like... Kind of half in, half out. Yeah, and we're just chatting. You're like, Mom, I just came up here for gas money. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, just kidding, Mom. You know I love a, talking to you. We're having a good conversation. And the cat just starts playing with something. Wait, you guys have a cat? My parent, my mom and dad and my siblings have two cats. And they're actually good cats. I don't, I don't mind them at all. They, uh, the one cat, Emmy, who's like a gray kind of Siamese cat, is like... It looks like it's got like a sock or like maybe a toy. I'm like, oh, I didn't know the cat had toys. But the toy just like started coming apart. Like if you see a dog rip up a chew toy, it's yeah. like a little stuffed animal. And I'm like, oh. And my mom's like, she's like, what? And I'm like, oh. And she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, the cat has something. Oh, it just exploded. And my mom's like, what is it? And then the thing, it was like tearing it and it flew and landed kind of halfway between me and the cat, and it was just a bird. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's a bird. And I backed up. My mom's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a bird. And my mom's like, oh, we left the garage door open. And my dad had to, like, get a shovel and a bucket and put the bird in and then vacuum up all the feathers that it just tore from the bird. Why do I feel like that's something your dad's done before? <laughs> They've brought in, one time at like 5 a.m., the cat came in with a lizard that wasn't dead yet, and it scurried up all over the walls of their bedroom, and oh they had to gosh. catch it. Wow. Yeah. But this isn't a cat podcast. It's not. The, the most recent movie about cats that came out was the worst flop of ever time. Uh, yeah, it, it bombed commercial. I watched a video on the 10 box office bombs this year, and cats 
was made with $95 million and made $13 million so far. Oh my god. That is the worst thing in the world. See, that's what you call a flop. Don't you dare tell me Star Solo, a Star Wars story, is a flop. Because that made money eventually. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, no, I'm not... Sorry, no. <laughs> I wasn't about to disparage Solo. I was going to... Dark Phoenix, though. Oh, okay. it, um Dark Phoenix cost $200 million to make and made $213 million, Ooh. Which is like... I mean, you made your profit back, but you've made, like, zero money. Yeah. It's not as bad as, like, cats, but... That would make sense. Anyway. Either way. We watched Togo on Disney+. Plus. Uh, have you guys got Disney Plus yet? I know we're not really a sponsor for Disney Plus, but, but there's, a lot of, there's, a lot of dog, there's a lot of dog movies on there. Yeah. So we're going to be watching lots of them on there. Togo is a movie that I'd seen on there, and I'm like, Willem Dafoe's really good, but... It, I just I initially discard it. I'm like it's just yeah. a dog movie there, but the cover looks really impressive. It looked it looks really good. The cover of the movie looks really intense, but I'm like it's PG. It's a Disney made movie about a dog. It's probably not amazing. I don't know when it was the most recent time Disney's made a dog movie, but my goodness gracious, they they they've learned from their mistakes. Yes. It's been a long while since The Incredible Journey. Oh, sorry, it's been a long while since. Lady the Tramp, because <laughs> that was oh, the you're most right. recent you're, yeah, see, I literally watched. forgot that it came out or existed. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I recently ranked my entire movies of 2019, and Lady and the Tramp is at the bottom of the list. Out of 37 movies I saw in 2019, Lady and the Tramp is the worst one I saw. Wow, because John does that. If you want, if you want to see John's list, drop us some barks, and we'll post it on our story or something. Three, um, three dog movies last year, all in the bottom five <laughs> movies. Well, well, well. Anyways, oh, Togo. Was, yeah, I was going to say, uh, usually when we watch the movie together, we grab some food or we make some food or whatever. While we were, like, literally as we were taking the freeway exit back to my apartment, just with our pizza, I got a text from value listener Isaac Ferguson. There it is. I said your name. I'm not taking it back. And he was like... <laughs> Okay. Yo, you have you guys seen Telgo yet? And I'm like, dude, we're gonna watch it tonight. And he was like, dang, that's awesome. Just want to say shout out to you for recommending this movie five minutes before we started watching it. I also got a text before we decided to watch Togo, I got a text from my friend Zach and he I had to he, specify Isaac Ferguson because I've already talked about Isaac Loveland. And Isaac the other Isaac McCray. Yep. Anyways, shout out to him too. But Zach, he um he sent me a text like, have you seen Togo for your podcast? I'm like, no. He's like, it's actually really good. And I was kind of like a little skeptical. Because you don't trust Zach, right? I, I do trust Zach. He's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, but do you trust his opinion? He, he doesn't be, send me gifts on Pokemon Go like he used to. He could be listening. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so I do trust his opinion. <laughs> Just kidding. We do share a lot of the same opinions on movies. Um, so I, was, I, was, I came into this like, okay, it could be... At, at best, I thought this movie was going to be just fine, but yeah. it's it's really good. Yeah, holy cow! It was a, such it was a hot take, and it was so visually ap- appealing. That the director just... is primarily a cinematographer, so and he is he is nailed. It takes place in Alaska, and he is just nailed. I felt cold just watching it yeah, sometimes. He's, it's really good, really well shot movie. And oh my goodness, what what we were talking about while watching it because there were moments in this that I was like, oh, this is this is the most dog movie part of this movie because it would. It's only really one part. <laughs> it would flash back and it would just show little puppy Togo 
and those were the parts where we were like, this is for only dog lovers, and that's it. Yeah. And I could have done without those scenes. Yeah. But, I was going to ask, I agree. Oh, my goodness. What, what's the, the story here? Yeah, so, uh, have you seen Balto? It's it's the true story. It's the real story. The untold of true story. It's almost like uh, when you, when you get like at the end of Alexander Hamilton, where it's like every other founding father's story gets told, every other founding father gets to grow old. This is the Hamilton of the dog movies, I think. Because yeah. Togo is like nobody's talked about this. Freaking Balto's taking all the credit for Togo's hard work, and this movie took like just like a couple little jabs at it, and I loved it so much because the story is. There's a bunch of really sick kids and the no, cure. No Malaska. And no Malaska. And they need the cure or. The what? cure to. Um, slush, 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 slush. It's um, diphtheria. Oh, and they could have flown it in, but there was this gnarly storm. And. It's like miles. It's like more than. You think a thousand miles? Yeah. Not more than a thousand. Know. But it at least a thousand. Just <laughs> nuts. And so they're like, well. You can grab your dog sleds and go get the cure. And then the bring place, it back. And then bring it back. And they just were going to have one guy and his team of dogs do the entire thing. The entire there and back. Because he's done it before. Yeah, yeah he's really good. Yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe plays... What's his name? Susa Spa. It's a... I don't know. Oh, his name is Leonard Sapala, but people call him Sapala. Yeah. Either way, Len- Leonard has all these trained dogs, but Togo's like his, he's like, he's 12 years old, he's he's real old, but he's still got fight in him or whatever. And yeah. he's, he's the leader of the pack, he's the best dog here, and he's just full of spirit. His heart keeps running even when his legs don't want to, one Eskimo says to him. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's so and it's just And it's just that journey, the, the, it's the journey, and... It's really good. <laughs> uh, there were lots of things I really liked about this. I really liked that, like the the natives spoke s- like such a convincing accent. Probably because they were from. Probably because they were. They were Eskimo. But at the same time, it was like so convincing and so good. Yeah, the, there's really good performances, especially. I don't know the actress who plays his wife, Constance or Julianne Nicholson, but I really, I think their relationship was really, really well done. I was like. Just by the end of the, there's a point at the end of the movie where they just take a little picnic, and I'm like, man, they have a good like they built a really solid relationship between these people who are in agreement, but they have different kind of methodologies of like how to how to parent these dogs, yeah. for lack of a better word. And I just thought really solid relationship built between him and the wife, as well as both of them in Togo, because she's like. Because Togo gets born and he's like Marley from Marley. Yeah, like, he's just. Oh, I don't want this dog. And Willem Dafoe's like, get him out of here. He's ruining my other. I built a precious hierarchy of dogs. Get him out of here. Yeah. And she's like, but I love him. <laughs> she's like, he's like, these dogs, you, you can't get attached to them or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This is all in flashback because the beginning of the movie, it kind of, right as the dog sled heads out. Heads out. Journey. It's like 12 years earlier to when Togo yeah. was born. The Which pl- twelve years earlier was nineteen thirteen. Yeah. To the, I could have done. There was maybe too much flashback stuff for me. I was kind of like, please just get back to the action. Because like the present day sled run is like the best part of the movie. Is so the snow and the. I thought it was very entertaining. What but, was interesting? What I noticed about it was it was like, uh, the sled run was a lot of point A to point B, point A to point B with different obstacles in between and just but chilling it, at a lodge was, sometimes yeah like the lodges that he chilled in was just like 
one Minecraft hut to the next yeah. was how they how I that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Just like a Minecraft starter house to the next the whole way. What's interesting is th- he goes through these hardships of like literally like a 45 degree angle cliff that he's just like he pulls the sled up and then he's going down and they almost fall off a cliff or he's going across like just an ice lake that's fallen apart and like that terrifies me to see in this movie. But then there's just these sweeping like camera angles of like what looks like Lord of the Rings kind of New Zealand, but it's Alaska. And he's just like having a great time with his dogs. And I'm like, it makes me envy that. Even with the crap that he has to go through, it's like, it makes me want to be there. It's like, yeah. With dogs. This is a, I think the mark of a good dog movie is if it makes me personally think dogs are really cool. Yeah, I thought that this whole time. I turned to John, I was like, this is the first movie that's made me think, wow, I want a dog now. And it wasn't like, uh, I just, the relationship between the man and the dog in the movie was just so, it felt real. And it's like, we're partnered, like when we, it's like an ape below or yeah. an Isle of Dogs. We t- like, I think this is like that trifecta of like, yeah. these movies are the ones that made me think like dogs are super cool and they're like man's best friend and they're equal. They're like partners. Cause I guess it showed in those movies, the dogs like not, the, the, not only did they pull their weight, they pulled the other person's weight, yeah. but like they were doing something helpful. They weren't like chasing nostalgia across a cornfield to see his former owner in a different yeah. dog's body. They weren't in a purse. They weren't wrecking a house much. They weren't wrecking a house. They weren't just like pooping on a beach. No. <laughs> this dog <laughs> carried his homie and like through thick and thin. He got injured multiple times. He's old. He's sick. He's tired. But he just persevered. Yeah. And what I liked it was there wasn't a narrator. There, yeah, there we were, talked about this. There were a couple parts where the dogs were just interacting with each other, and instead of just like some actress's voice inside a dog, or if Willem or, Dafoe was like, "Hey, get away, you're a dog, little Togo, you, you mischief maker. Oh, you know, oh, she doesn't like you, Togo. Ugh. Yeah, it's just like you just see the dogs interact, and you yeah. get it. Yeah, the dogs' personalities showed through without voices, without CGI, which without, is the mark of a good story. Yeah, it's good it, storytelling. Dang good storytelling. But and, there was a part, there was an episode of Rick and Morty that I watched where, very similarly, there's like a snake that gets reintroduced to this uh, society and it just follows this snake for a little bit yeah. while the snakes are talking to each other, but they're just like. But, oh my gosh, I'll show you after we're done. I'll show you that clip because it is, I was laughing so hard, but. It, it told a great story without saying any words. Yeah. Which, well, it was great. I liked there it. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? That scene where, because it shows little Togo, like, he keeps, every time Willem Dafoe goes out to train with the sled dogs on his weird, like, wagon sled yeah, in like the summer. like a wagon sled with, like, wheels. So he like, could practice the in the summer. Yeah. And um, every time he tries to go out, Togo, like, jumps the fence or, like, breaks the gate or, like, digs a hole under the fence he locks them in, like, their tool shed or something. And this is where we're like, oh, this is where the dog... This is the dog messing up the yeah. the thing. And we, we're like, what does this add to anything? But I realize, that's, though it happens, though that... He, he went to the bathroom, but there's points where he's knocking over bottles of, like, bolts and whatever. But he doesn't trash the um, house he, he escapes. So, I, rather than it being like, I left him in the barn, he's going to trash my barn, it's more like, no, he just found his way out. Yeah. 
So it kind of, and then he pulls like an air bud and goes on the roof down. And the, and the wife is like, good, have a good day, Toe. Go, go, go find my husband, Toe. Like, she's just like all for it. Yeah. Classic. This like, oh, Togo. Like this, oh, classic. He's doing the thing. But oh my goodness. That's pretty good. So then they're, then they're off to the races. Yeah. There's a point where, because the, then um, the mayor of the town's like, we've set up a relay and we've t- sent telegraphs. So someone's going to meet. They're, they've been passing the this, this serum from point A to point B to point C to point D. And then they'll meet up with Willem Dafoe and he'll grab it. And then he'll, I guess, bring it all the way back. Yeah. But then there's like the miscommunication of like, well, he doesn't know that someone has it and is looking for him. And also, he crossed the ice lake that you don't know that he did, and so it's like so he's a lot further ahead than you think. And they're like, "What if?" But they'll run into each other on the trail. She's like, "You don't understand anything." She's yeah, like, I love that yeah. scene. It was so good because it's like when you've got a boss at work who like he's technically higher up than you because this. I, I'll, this isn't. I'm not thinking of anyone specific at work. If anyone at work is listening. Probably didn't even need to say that either way. <laughs> yeah, now, now like, it sounds like you're talking about someone at work. It's like if you work at a job and there's someone who like works in the office, which is like me now, who who then comes in and tries telling people out in the warehouse or or, yeah. or on the floor what yes. to do. And you're like, okay, I know you're technically in charge here, but you don't know what you're talking about, yeah. okay? Oh it's kind of like that. She's like, yeah, you think you came up with this great plan, but it's it turns out to be the worst. Yeah, okay? have you ever worked like, like, uh, like you're working retail or something and your manager who's like, Spends a lot of time in the back, like doing the schedules, yeah. like doing manager things. Yeah. Steps out and is like, Have you been greeting every single person that walks through the door? And it's like, Well, yeah, but not right as they walk through the door because yeah. that's weird. I don't want to say, <laughs> You know what I mean? Because like, somebody like, walks in. Hello there. Hey, hello. Hello. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Hey, come on in. Welcome. Hi, is there anything I do to help you out? No? All right. Come find me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh. Because I know when I walk into a store, if you greet me, that's fine. But if you say, is there anything I can do to help you out as soon as I walk through the door? Frick no. I know why I'm yeah. there. I, I'm always like, no, I'm just browsing. Even if I needed help, yeah. I'm like, I'm finding someone else, you freak. Like, I understand halfway through my visit, if you're like, hey, is there anything, if, is there anything to help you find? Because usually by then, there's something they, they could probably yeah. help me find. If you look visually confused, that's when you ask. Yeah. Uh, what a weird, this is a weird tangent. And maybe it's like you're at Best Buy and you're trying to get that commission on that printer or whatever. But. Yeah. But, oh my heck, Best Buy especially. I walk into Best Buy all the time and they're like, is there anything I can do to help you out? Do you want me to show you the best? And I'm like, just just shut your I gosh. just came for a video game. Like, okay. I, I literally just came here to check what Amiibos you had and then dip. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's you it. You don't have vinyl records anymore? Okay. Goodbye. Oh. They used, oh, to, they used to sell vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, some do. Yeah, so they sell like the new albums because I guess for some reason Taylor Swift demands that everybody listens to her stuff on. It's vinyl a better records. sound. I actually have a record player and I have some new albums. Oh, oh! I have the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one on record, which is kind of Wh- it's, why it's vintagey. Because I have a record player and I might as well own records. That sounds fun. I also sometimes go to thrift shops because you can find like Simon and Garfunkel is one of my favorite bands, and they're old enough where you can just find their records at thrift stop thrift shops and stuff. Huh? That's a tangent. Anyway, yeah, Togo. Togo's good. I there. That's the thing that was. It was so visually appealing, and there was a lot that I liked to look at, of just this dude traveling point to point B. But it wasn't. Well, the issues that happened to him felt very real. They yeah. didn't feel contrived or like made up. I didn't feel except maybe like, the ice. Like in Eight Below, 
there's that scene where the dog fights off that leopard <laughs> seal, seal leopard that seal. sea lion or whatever it is yeah and it was just like this is i don't like this <laughs> or like it shows them like hunting the seagulls it was like i don't like i get it but it, it didn't feel that real but the part, like you mentioned, that didn't feel the most real was also the part that I would just had me on the edge of my seat because I could feel the cold. Because he's crossing, because yeah. he's got the serum now, and he's crossing back across the ice lake, but it's starting to get thawed, and it's just or, or maybe nuts. not even thawed, just more choppy. Like the yeah. waves just start breaking up the ice. Because you know the uh, you know that scene in Jurassic Park: The Lost World. I haven't seen the second where, one. where they're hanging off. They're hanging off a cliff in this RV that they have in the back of the RV is glass and they're sitting on the glass uh-huh. hanging off the cliff and it's just like <laughs> like cracking I've seen that in a thing maybe <laughs> Uncharted or something yeah going, and sorry. it starts cracking they're sitting there like that kind of tensity oh, yeah. but for like a 20 mile long stretch of a frozen lake that you just yeah. know well because he crosses it when he goes there and he's all he's just chipper the ice is cracking around him and he's like just saying that poem that's like We Happy Few, that, that poem. Yeah. I can't I don't know who wrote it. But um and they're just chipper. And then when he comes back, it's like it's It's it, choppy. Yeah, it's oh. choppy. It's like so Polar Express, right? There's the point. It's it's similar to that where the train's going through the ice, but just it's real life, I guess. Yeah. And who knows the because this is based on It's not some story. creepy Tom Hanks. <laughs> not weird uncanny valley. It's just creepy Willow <laughs> And he looks a little the, creepy. Yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> but he's great. He's he's really good at yeah, this. Yeah, such such a good actor. Yeah, yeah. But then Have you ever have you ever noticed that when you say his name it sounds like a, a frog talking to an owl? Willem. Defoe <laughs> Willem. Defoe Did you make that up? No, I didn't. I yoinked it from uh, Barney Stinson and Marshall Erickson. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, so we looked at, I was looking up on the trivia and I thought I spoiled this for Jake because in the trivia, it's like, it talks about how Balto, Balto was also part of this. And I knew the story of Balto, that Balto was the one who carried the last leg of the, like, he's the one that got the medicine to Nome, Alaska. And I'm like, I think Togo dies and Balto takes the lead or something. Yeah. Something like that. But Togo didn't end up. Like that, that, so on the, from on that the point of view, it makes Balto actually look like he pulled his weight. But in this story, because he he gets it and he's in like the last leg, the Balto crew shows up. Well, because he's he's there's this point where Willem Dafoe's like, "Run, I'm gonna take a nap real quick." Or, so oh, he yeah. just leans forward on his sled and kind of gets a wink or whatever, and then he wakes up and uh, it's it's oh, I can't explain gosh. how it's shot. It's but so good. It looks. It looks really isolated, and because he's in a fog and he can't see, so he's relying on Togo to. And it's to just run. white snow, and and by this up. time it's just kind of dark blue. You know, in winter, how you can, if there's moonlight or street lights, you can still see everything if there's a lot of snow around because the yeah. light reflects off the snow. So it's kind of like this bluish tint. He goes and he sits with Togo, and he's like, "You can't die. We need this." And then Balto's Balto and Fox, their crew shows up, and yeah. And then, then they, then they get both the crews to like another little Minecraft hut or whatever. A little little Minecraft hut where they're warming up, and, and then, then other the Balto homeboy. crew gets the serum, and then they take it the last leg. And it's funny because it just shows like, oh gosh, Leonard chilling there with his blanket, like looking at Togo. Togo just got like, a bandage on he's his got leg, a bandage and, and it's like 
they know they did their part and they did what they were supposed to do. And then it cuts to the town where Balto rolls in, gets the serum, and there's like this dude right in the reporter. reporter, and he's like, "Hey, what was your name?" And he's like, "I'm so and so." He's like, "What? What about your lead dog?" Huh? No, that's Fox. That's uh, Fox. Do, the, the people are too dumb to understand yeah. the fox and the dog are, can't be named so the same. What about the What about the other one? It was like Balto, huh? So it writes Literally, Balto. Not down. even the lead dog, just the uh, the co-lead dog. Yeah, the co-lead Balto took all the credit. And then I'm sitting here like, yeah, this is the, this so is the best part to me. When I was a kid, I was probably I, I might have the picture. If you have this picture, here. I'll pull I'm, it up. Right we now. have to post this on our Instagram. That'd be maybe. That's like a face reveal. <laughs> like no one knows what I look like. They'll just see my nine year old self. At the end of every episode, you're like, follow me on my Instagram page. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. Okay, maybe we will post it. I yeah. might have it here. I was thinking we could put a face reveal, but we put use the dog uh, filter on Snapchat. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So when I was nine. We went to, me and my family went to New York, and there's a statue of Balto in Central Park. I'd seen the movie Balto, that the statue figure features prominently in the movie Balto. Because if you remember, Balto starts out live action of, a, of an old lady with her granddaughter. And the granddaughter's like, tell me a story, Grandma. And they're just in Central Park, and the grandma's like, when I was a little girl, I got very sick, and I lived in Alaska. And then the animated movie plays. And then at the end, she's like, and I'm so grateful for that brave dog, Balto, for... Saving me, and then the camera pans up, and the the bench is right underneath a statue of Balto in Central Park. Oh! So as a kid, as a nine year old kid, I took a picture next to the statue, and then when I was a senior in high school, we went to New York for theater, and I found the statue again and took a similar picture, and then my parents made like a little like oh, oh ten years later, I don't have the nine year old one, but I do have the one for me as a senior at the statue of Balto. Oh, it looks and so happy us. to be next to Balto. Yeah. What's so funny about that is, like, at the end of the... So, a- after Balto takes all the credit, it cuts over to... Uh, this is a great part. ...to Leonard's, and he's he's home with his wife, and he's beat. He's sitting on his chair, just tired, and Togo's at, at, at his feet, tired, and his wife is just chilling. They're all tired, but then, like, all these people one show One by one, up, townsfolk. One by one, with, like, gifts. Whose children you, have been saved. And they all know... That Balt, that not Balt, Togo. that Togo is the reason. Like they're all thinking Togo. This dude made Togo like this big mat, and it's like really teary eyed. And there's a point where this this it it seems kind of you might think it's random, but I think it works. This guy, this guy and this girl you've never seen in the movie before. Girl comes in, she's like, "My dad carved a little dog thing, and I painted it, and it's for you." And it's Togo. And there's a point where the dad, the dad's just like, "Yeah, I, I." I'm kind of like you. I like to keep to myself, but you know, I'm really glad my daughter's alive and I don't believe it. So I just had to come. She wanted to come and I wanted to be with her. Yeah. And she asks the dad, she asks Willem Dafoe, she's like, is, is Togo going to die? Earlier in the movie, you know, his wife is like, you're going to run Togo to death. Cause, cause I mean, yeah. he, he treats them like dogs. He doesn't get attached because you know, when you're a dog runner, I think yeah. they can die. She's like, you're going to run him to death and you don't realize it, but you're more attached than you think you are. Yeah. And it's going to tear you apart. And he's like, he's like, shut up. No, he didn't say that. He's, he's nice yeah. to her. But um, then he, he can't take, like after she asked that, he can't take it. And she, he, he walks in out. Him and his wife have like a, a character moment or whatever. Yeah, it was cute. But Togo lives a few more years yeah. and has tons of puppies. Because and... I told you he died, and then I read later, that's like, he lived to be 16, which is really old for a dog. Yeah. I actually also read his co- his co-lead, 
can't remember his name, lived two years longer than he did. Holy cow. An 18-year-old dog. Holy crap. Which is way too long. Yeah. Not too long, but... Long, long-age dogs. But I thought it was so good at the end of this was, like, in the credits, it was like, there were 20 total teams that ran these races. They all ran, like, 13 Not miles. 19 of them ran a collective, it was, like, 36 miles. Oh, collectively? Like, collectively, like, on, on average. Oh, okay. Of 36 miles. It's like, one team ran, like, 600. 264. And, oh, 264. <laughs> which is wild. Which is the team that we just watched, of course, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like... A uh, statue was erected in New York City commemorating this, and it was of Balto. And it was just like, it make, it just makes me feel so bad after watching it. There's a movie called, the it's called Founder, but it's about the guy who founded McDonald's, Ray Kroc. Who? Well, I guess Dick and Mac McDonald created the first McDonald's, then Ray Kroc's like, I'm going to market it, or whatever. But it ends with, spoiler for real life history. You used to work at McDonald's. You should know this. Like, it's your lifeblood. Yeah, what? Well. <laughs> that, you, that you worked under a man who's a crook. Like, now, it's my lifeblood. He, he literally just conned, this Ray Kroc guy just conned Dick and Mac McDonald out of everything they ever had. Not, not conned. He's just a good businessman. Cutthroat businessman. But he, he, like, ruined their lives. But it ends with, like, it ends with one of those things where it's like, Ray Kroc went on to do this. His wife went on to do this. His assistant went on to do this. So-and-so went to do this. And then the last one's like, Dick and Mac McDonald opened up another burger shop that went out of business immediately to McDonald's or whatever. And it just kind of leaves it at that. Ooh. The movie's kind of like a sarcastic, like, oh yeah, this we're choosing this not great guy to be our main character to show you how not how like mean wow. it was. Either way, that's kind of similar tone to this, where it's yeah. like, yeah, Balto, the statues of Balto. But then, 2011, Time Magazine names Togo one of the most heroic dogs of all time. Uh, the and rightful, most heroic animals of all time. Yeah, and which is rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so, because I with, I think it goes without saying, I'm giving this movie probably my hottest of dogs. I think it's the best one, we've, best live action, because I'm thinking Isle of Dogs, but this is this is a true story. It means more. It's so good, and yeah. it felt so good, and it's one of those two that's like, huh, like, I've, I've, I've known this story for a long time, but I've known it wrong, and I feel mm-hmm. like it wasn't like it wasn't preachy. It just showed me. A th- it just was like, hey, these are the facts, and they're cool. Yeah, that's why me standing at the Balto statue feels like I'm like living a lie or something. Yeah, like what the heck? Yeah, like and that statue should be Togo. Just re- just rename it Togo. Just re- <laughs> Surely it doesn't look exactly like Balto. Or just like go take the statue. Create a duplicate that's just mirrored, and then name that one Togo. Make a bigger one that's Togo. Yeah, make a bigger one that's Togo. Anyway, what do you think, John? Hot dog? Definitely a hot dog. Yeah. What I'm about... about it. I was going to say compliment sandwich, but I'm trying... Th- okay, I do have a thing about it. I also have a thing. Visually amazing. That's your one slice of bread? That's my one slice. Bad thing, I could have done without some of the flashbacks. We're on the same page. And then this. everything else... I, I loved the, the acting. I loved the music was great. Yeah. And the story, just all of it. It's so good. I would love to see I would love to see more like historical fiction films like this. Or based Not, on historical true story fiction films. based on true story cuz I'm sure there was some little some little I I Disney doubt I doubt that ice. Like thing. the ice like thing I bet he went across it and the next day it was thawed, but not nearly as Not intense. like they're jumping chunks of water. And he, yeah. there's a point where he, th- 
he ties Togo to the sled and just throws him onto land, and Togo just pulls the ice block and but it's still done realistically it's not like he pulls the entire ice block yeah it just works still it's so good either way so good i can only echo your sentiments i, I agree 100 percent. so with if you have disney plus which you should <laughs> yes. go watch togo oh john found a picture of him playing the piano at, oh, at more <laughs> no i just show you a picture of me playing the piano <laughs> Just the one we talked about earlier. Me and that girl at the dance. I don't know. They just randomly have it on her computer. I have... This is my personal computer with all my photos on it. You heard it here first, folks. Steal John's computer and give it to me. I'll just steal it right now. Whatever. Anyway. As always, thanks for listening. I'd like to... Uh, just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, thanks for listening. I had a good time. It was a great movie. Heck yeah. Drop us some barks for movies for next time. Or the time after that. Just let us know. We've got a bold new year ahead of us. We will. We're literally at your will. Like if you if you send me a text, we're gonna drop whatever movie. Yeah. We're gonna watch and we're gonna watch what that movie. Unless you're Michael. We should watch no. like Hotel for Dogs next or something. Hotel that might even be, that's on Disney Plus. It must be. Oh, I saw there's like there's like that puppy series that's like there's like a series on Netflix on Disney Plus that's the puppy series. Anyway, I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. year. 2020, great year. This will be our first full year. Our first full year, I guess, assuming we still do this all yeah. year. <laughs> um, you can catch us on like a Canine Critique at Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, Gmail Twitter. Twitter. Literally as it shows on your phone right now. Correct. Letter K, number nine. Critique. Critique. Um, I'm at Flower Lower. Yeah, I guess face reveal. You can go. I might have one picture of my face on there. So, two yeah. pictures. And I'm at DJ Nielsen. So, oh my gosh, thanks thank, for listening. Thank tell you, your friends. Thank you to... If you liked it, if you liked it, tell your friends yes. about it. Thank you to Musicalizer for the theme song once again. And um, I think that's all. We've given all our thanks we need. Yeah. Um, Catch you in the doghouse next week. Bye! Bye-bye. <laughs>